what's happening everybody welcome to grown man this podcast we are back again for the first show of 2019 and i got my brother with me Otah fresh in the building happy 2019 everybody out there making things happen new year new new endeavors new new everything man so you know definitely shout out to everybody who's uh looking to either change things improve things or you know, hell, even everybody that just wants to kind of maintain it. If, if you ain't ready to change, don't change just because of the new year. You know, maintain and do your thing. Yeah, man, no doubt. And shout out, you know what I'm saying, shout out to Big Draco for putting this on, man. Shout out to Big Draco. We'll talk about Big Draco, <laughs> we'll talk about Big Draco later, man. But shout out to Big Draco. He, he's the nigga that helped create the internet, man, to get us popping, man. That guy. Hey, <laughs> man, so we'll talk about that cat later. Hey, man, I'm going to ask you a question, bro. So I seen this thing like online. This seventy-two-year-old woman is marrying a nineteen-year-old. Yo, man. let me ask you this, man. If you if you were single, what would be the oldest woman that you would like seriously date? Uh, at our current age. At our at, at my current age, I would date. Uh, I'd probably say like. No more than forty-five, maybe, maybe, maybe forty-eight. Between forty-five and forty-eight. You, you couldn't hit that. Uh, half, you couldn't hit that half century. I don't know. No, I could do it, man. I so look, like, so it's like because so, I think anyway, I know people would be like, oh, you know, this or that. I, I think that I, I wouldn't really have much in common with that person. You know what I mean? Like. It would be it would be too drastic of a difference. Man, you better go ahead and listen listen to some damn Motown. Y'all be up in there listening. (laughs) (laughs) This guy, this be out there. She be out there picking you up, tucking you in, giving you some still that that thick ass oatmeal. You know, oh no, real good. (laughs) But yeah, (laughs) right. You know, as 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 my bread will say later out, real nice. (laughs) Oh no. Hey, I mean, is it, it, it you talking about seriously dating or whatever? Are you talking about like uh, trying to have like a little sugar mama action? Oh, no, nah, I'm talking about I'm seriously. Not, I'm, I'm talking about seriously dating. Now, if it's a sugar mama, I already know who my sugar mama's gonna be, and that's I mean, Mackenzie Bezos. Hey, Mackenzie, you know, I know you're going through some things with that lame boy Jeff. We're gonna talk about Jeff in a minute, but hey, holler at me, you know, you know, nah, you, holler at me. Probably need somebody to want to take care of, you know, pay their Sally Mae, pay their student loans off. I done got off having these two damn cursed degrees. Holler at me, Mackenzie. But no, I'm a, but I'm asking you, talking about like a my, like date. My Jay out there trying to go ahead and, and dislocate a hip for about fifteen hundred. Hey man, feel like this, bro. To get the, <laughs> hey, to get Sally Mae off my back, man. I hey, man. Shout out, shout out to you know. I would. I can't shout out to cats like Mr. Martin and them. They would run around with STDs. Shout out to the OG Wesley Pipes. You know to get oh. that money from Mackenzie Bezos. <laughs> you you got to put in some ultimate work, man. You got to sit back and be you know <laughs> be ready to get your damn dark liquor on and get nasty. But man, That's I'm talking about. Liquor. I'm talking about man for like you would date, not like this thrash. I'm talking about like yeah. nah, I ain't no sugar. Man. I'm talking about y'all like in a committed relationship at our current. Yeah, age. Man, I, I, I'll probably say in my, in my current age, it'll it'll probably be like forty eight. I mean, that's I think that's that's a, that's a decent enough time frame where it could it, it's it's enough where maybe forty eight. That's all I'm gonna say. Forty eight would be my <laughs> Yeah, I man, I, I probably seriously would probably be about forty five or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Because we, we both have younger mothers, so I ain't trying to get nobody trying to be my mama. You know yeah, exactly. What I'm exactly. And we and, and you and, and both I and I to, to let the people in, we're a month apart. 
Yeah. So he, so he's gonna be a, he's gonna be the old he's gonna be the old nigga in the club, you know. Um, he already wear the hoop, hoop, hoop earring with the with with, with a crease. Uh, you ever see bow tie? He likes wearing silk shirts and crease and crease slacks with dress shoes and no socks. Nigga, the lies, the deception. I, I dress like more contemporary. Like right now, I got a hood hoodie that says vibes on some jeans, and I'm gonna put some J's on, and I'm gonna run to Costco. Bowtie, he the type of cat out here, man. You know, you know how to what's the what's the uh what's the damn what I mean what's the damn uh you this know he got me out here looking like he he got me out here looking like a young Spice Adams. Hey, no, <laughs> Bowtie is like Julian off a damn different world. That's just how I type of nigga. This nigga wow. type of nigga in the world. Negative. A turtleneck nigga in the summer. So this nigga said 48, but that nigga really say about 56. I'm pledge committed. <laughs> like that oh, nigga. Man. Like, is is that you at the is that you at the Social Security office? You know, this nigga gonna shuffle the bow tie and said, right on. <laughs> right <laughs> on. Thank you. <laughs> oh man, he said silk shirt. <laughs> silk shirt, silk shirt, and them big pleat and them damn big pleat and some damn knobs. Them damn pleated wow. pleated slacks and some knobs. He got me out. He got me out here looking like a damn black Republican. Hey, man. <laughs> <laughs> damn. Yo, man. So man, let me. So all right, man. We ain't, we we missed our last show, right? So let's let me give let me give you like a breakdown of what I've saw in the last couple of weeks, bro. Before we get to Jeff. So we went to go watch the first Colts playoff game, right? So yeah. you know, end of the game. You know, Colts we win the game. You know, another one of our grown managed fan. We both go to the restroom, and I see. And here this dude, he brings a beer in the restroom. I'm like, oh, that's disgusting. That's like, why would you want to bring a drink into the restroom with piss with piss particles in the air? So then my man, so I'm facing the other stall. He's facing the other way. All I hear this cat going, uh, it's burning. Uh, it's burning. Oh, Bro, in the restroom. <laughs> so I quickly, you know, hand my business, thoroughly wash my hands, and I bounce up out the spot. Like, how? I mean, is that some of the nasty stuff that you, you've heard? You bring yeah, I'm not taking. I'm not taking no drink or no, no beer, no food, no, no soda, no nothing into a damn public restroom. That's a no You never know. Somebody can get out there and, and, and be flagrant with the piss and hit your damn hand or glass. Ugh. Yeah. That's disgusting. Then, yeah, man. And then so the other day, right? I hit everybody else up. I meant I went to a bar. I was just kind of like I had some time to kill between running errands. I was like, well, I don't want to run home, so I just let me go grab me something to eat real quick and just sit and chill. People watch. That's one of my biggest things. I love. If you ever see Mike J in these streets, I may have a drink, and sometimes I'll just be having a coke. I like to people watch, eat a little food, and just watch. So I was in this little spot, and this dude was up in there. You ever been to the spot, man? Where there's one, one, one black dude who got like the the below average white women, and he's like giving an evil eye, like you want the below average white women. <laughs> That's how this cat was. I'm like, oh, I ain't even go to the bar. I'm going to go sit down. So I'm like, yo, I'm going to grab me something to eat. So then this other cat comes in there, and he's he has on like this all red fleece like sweatsuit, and he has like a then he has like a, a black bandana in the right pocket. It's like, all right, you know, so I, 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 okay. so I, don't know. I was like, I don't know if, like, if you false flame was, or was, what. He was real 2003. And then next thing you know, like there's these three other like below below average, you know, white women come up in the spot. I was like, golly. So I'm like, yo, what's going what's going on with this, man? Why y'all like mean mugging, bro? Don't nobody want like these these below average white women. 
below average Becky, the only thing y'all can do for me is listen to the Grown Man Inch podcast, and y'all soon we get this uh, little account y'all can donate to be, you know, you know, to show y'all support for the show. <laughs> That's it. Nothing else, you know. Y'all can y'all can buy the merch. Y'all, you know, y'all can represent the gang, gang, gang. But that's it. I don't want to be around you. Not like that. You know, you can be a fan. I can dap you up, but I don't want to be around you. You smelling like bath and fake bath and body walks, uh, Walmart stuff. Just disgusting, man. This is crazy, bro. This stuff, stuff you see when you go out. I love the people watch. So that is like, like an interesting little scenario, bro. All I want to do is eat a hamburger and, and, and go to my next errand. <laughs> See all that. But, man, but enough of that, man. So, what's been going on with you, bro? Hey, man, not too much on my way, man. The thing's been real low key. Uh, dealing, going through, dealing with some things and supporting the family. You know, different, everybody's passing different health issues or whatever, you know, different things like that. So, just kind of trying to hold everybody down, make sure everybody's cool, you know. Uh, shout out to my stepmoms, and she's doing her thing and handling business with, with her medical uh, illness and, you know, going to say hashtag fuck cancer. No uh, doubt. No doubt. Definitely shout out to, to my sister. Uh, my, my sister ended up having a, a heart attack. Yeah, um, man, you told me at, that. At, at, a very, at a very young age, man. So I um, definitely feel really blessed that she is doing well, doing okay. Uh, you know, rehab is going very well or whatnot. So, man, just, just really – a lot of these things have put things in perspective for me and just I, I feel good and feel blessed that, you know, family's still around and everybody's doing all right and we're just powering through it. But other than that, man, not not too much, man. I will say that uh, Bowtie's youngest son, uh, you know, the, the the one that his personality takes right after Bowtie, man. My, my youngest son said to me last night, Daddy, I want to go to school like like you. I want to oh, go to I school. Oh, I saw that. On, I like saw that you. on the Facebook. Yeah. And I said, I said to be like me. He said, I, I wanna, I wanna wear the smart clothes like you do. I said, well, son, you know, clothes don't make you smart. I said, so, but what you're saying is that you, you want to uh, uh, dress, you know, not so casual. He was like, yeah, I wanna wear ties and like, like you. So man, I put my, I put, got my guy a little, real straight down. I bought him some new boots and he's rocking his little boots and jeans and he got a nice little button up with, with the open tie and the open, you know, top of the button up, man, making me feel real proud, man. So. Uh, definitely shout out to to my youngest son, the young Evanster, and making things happen out there, taking after his daddy, stunting like his daddy out there. Oh, word, man. Shout, hey, uh, oh, I, I just got your text message in. Yes, sir. <laughs> 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 yes, sir. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> hey, uh, you know what I'm saying? Shout out, new listener. But uh, yes, yeah, man. Um, but yeah, that's I saw that man. I was gonna, I was gonna hit you up. And I, I saw that man. But you know, like I said, man, Uncle Mike gonna show how you know. Remember, both him and Bo, we've been brothers, man, for since the you know. Really, I think, man, that shit really since birth. But you know, since yeah. you know, officially since like 1991 and 1992. Yeah, man. So I'm gonna show you how he really dressed, man. So you are gonna see Bo youngest son dressed like you know, just like his daddy. Some shit, some like shiny ass slacks. Hey man, you can't be going at your nephew like that. Man. <laughs> hey, now I'm going yeah, at you, man. nigga. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that ain't got nothing to do with dressing nigga up like how you do. That ain't got nothing to do with, with uh, you know, this is how your daddy really like to get down. Like, dad, this is how you dress? Shit, who found this? Thank you. <laughs> Yo, Thank man, you. So that's wild. But also, before we, we jump into something else, man, um, 
Like I said, both I said fuck cancer. Cancer definitely affected my life. And also, man, I want to rest in peace to my uh, great grandmother. She passed away last Friday. So, Absolutely. yeah, I got to go to back home to New Jersey Shore, man, to go for the funeral next week, man. So y'all, y'all give me traveling graces, as the old folks in church used to say, man. It's my first time driving that far by myself. So, uh, yeah, I'll be gone probably about a week or so. But you know, we'll definitely do a show before when I get back. But uh, definitely, man, want to say rest in peace. I love Absolutely. you. Nah, just keep it moving, man. But all right, man. Well, I mean, because this is actually the Bezos topic is going to uh you know, lead right into that damn Trump news, man. So what did you think of what you heard about Jeff, man? Man, I mean, when I first heard about Jeff, I was like, really, Jeff? Like, did you think Did you think this through? Like, <laughs> and, and you know, you, you think Jeff Bezos, you know, man, billionaire. Money, money, ain't, no, money ain't a thing to him. And so I, I naturally thought, like, ah, man, like, you're going to be out of, like, a billion dollars. Like with this divorce, like did you think this all the way through? Like the billion, old, bro. like the I know, but I'm saying like the the old ad is like cheaper to keep. Or like, are you sure you can't work this out? Like, are you really, really sure that you can't work this out? But you know, at the same time, you know, money, money is not an option to a guy like him, and he's had money, you know, forever, and will continue to have money. So um, I think that at a certain point of time, you you have so much money, it really doesn't matter. A billion dollars he'll still have a, he'll still have a billion over a billion dollars you know and, and still continue to make more money so uh overall you know i just hope that, that both parties are you know happy and able to have, have peace in their life but but damn man I'm, 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 i might have to be competing with mike J, and i might i might have to reach out you know to, to oh, the come on, man. Days don't, 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 don't embarrass yourself <laughs> i might, I might have to, I might have to do some Hey, man, leave my family alone. Leave my family alone. <laughs> <laughs> got here, man. I'm trying, oh, to take, man. I'm trying to get taken care of, man. You know, you know, you, you see, like I said, if I can put – I love my, my, my leg. But Mackenzie come in with that 60 billy, bro. I'm like, look, baby, let's just take a little hiatus. We're going to get this bread. I'm going to cut off my all my facial hair. I'm going to get some oh, spirits. No. You know, I'm going okay. to start, start, start eating aioli. Uh, you know, and, and I'm gonna just, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna live my life. I'm gonna get, I'm gonna actually start taking better care of myself and eating like, you know, smoothies with green smoothies and stuff like that. And and, it's, and li- stop listening to rap music only if it's Post Malone or <laughs> so. Not Post Malone. Hey, hey, you know, you know all that type of stuff. So shout out to Mackenzie Ben. But let me ask you this, bro. We both, you know, you know, we we got our ladies. So what if you know you're going through your lady's phone, man? You see a text message from Jeff. And then the woman got caught up because her husband saw it. it said Jeff Bezos. What do you do? Hey, uh, I, I I don't know. I'm not I'm not that type of person. Like I'm not a phone person. Well, I'm just saying you just just saw it. You just like you came. You weren't even looking for it. Say for instance, because the rumor is she was the, allegedly the woman he was stepping out with, or had stepped out with Derek Fisher in the past. I read that on uh, Black Sports Online. Shout out to BSO. Oh, Derek Fisher. <laughs> you know, and, and Derek is uh, all time Dirty Mac. D fish. Hey, look at Matt Barnes. Still looking for him. Yeah. Hey, if, hey, if, if if I stumbled upon Jeff Bezos' information in, in, in my lady's phone at some point in time, I'm gonna be like, "We in there? It's gonna it's gonna instantly turn into a corporation." I'm like, look, we need to we need to get some shit paid for. I need to get you. You need to have him pay off my Navy and my Navy and Sally May. Oh, it's gonna be a small time corporation. We we gonna do this. We gonna become a throuple. That's what's going to happen. Oh, <laughs> we're gonna be a me, me, whatever lady I'm with, and Jeff Bezos, we in there. 
Hey man, so for, uh, don't you know the, the last thruffle situation I knew of was when dude said he was taking care. He moved that that uh, another man and his wife into that in the house, and they were sharing his wife. Ugh. <laughs> but hey man, hey bro, this is that's that's crazy though. They said that she, you know, she had. I'm looking at her now, and the lady, uh, she was kicked it with Derek Fisher. Allegedly, she kicked it with uh Tony Gonzalez. Damn man, so hey, you know, Jeff, so she, Jeff, she's making it happen. Yay man, so you know, but so like, I don't know what how I would act, man. I'd be like, I ain't gonna lie, but pride be hurt. I'm like, damn, you gonna fuck with Jeff Bezos? I know he got bread, but Jeff ain't got more swag than me. Look at it, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Hey. hey man, so what you do? You get, hey, do you pick up the phone and get Jeff on the phone, man? He talking about you gonna whoop Jeff's ass. Like, yo, man, or I'd be like, yo, if you, I'm going to whoop Jeff's ass, I'm like, look, I want you to order every Prime thing. I want you to get Jeff's credit card and order every Prime thing you possibly can. Man, I <laughs> things See, that's, what, that's, what I'm, that's what I'm saying. I'm not I'm not trying to run up on Jeff or nothing like that. I'm, look, we a corporation now. We a corporation. It depends how disrespectful. Hey, Jeff got 120 bill, 120 bill, bro. 130, whatever he got. Jeff going to be mad disrespectful. Jeff be the type of cat that be like, you know how we always reference house party too a house party when he was like you know you know i get your girl in my lap you know yeah, jeff's yeah. a white man with money jeff probably like i get you i get my cocks in your wife's mouth I get my cocks in your wife's mouth you know so he probably saying some more wild stuff like that i'm sure I'm be, jeff is like, hey i'd be real i'd be real smooth with it too he say that i'm like well me too so hmm. <laughs> i mean hey it ain't it ain't nothing new, obviously. So the only the only way that could possibly work though with the lowest if you was like North Carolina, they got that suit where if, if somebody if somebody's married and they cheat, then you can sue the person who they cheated with. Now if it was North Carolina, you can get that get that billy. But I don't think the dude who uh she was with is gonna be able to get any money from 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 Jeff. Maybe you know some a little bit of because you know they ain't married. She don't have the money. So right. yeah, hey, man, I think I might have to run up on Jeff and like, yo, man, we can take this to, <laughs> to, to the tabloids. We can take it physical, or you can just pay me off. Yeah, you ain't trying to run up. You trying to run up and snuff Jeff? <laughs> hey, bro, come on, man. It's only so much a man can take. I guarantee he's a rich white man who said he doesn't he doesn't give money away because he don't know what type of impact, what type of true impact he can make. Yo, Jeff probably be like, tell me, Jeff probably be on some. Uh, what does Shaq say? Tell me how my ass tastes. I bet you Jeff's oh, damn. that type of shit, man. Yo, he dudes, he's out here as a savage. And and you know, honey out there was kicking with Derek Fisher too. No telling how how low her uh how low she would get. It's crazy, bro. But let me ask you this, man. This goes and this and this transition to Jeff to uh, to that damn Trump news. So they asked Trump about Steve White, and Steve White is this big time Republican in Iowa who's a white, you know. Who's always got a call up a few times saying white in the white nationalists and white supremacist things. So they asked Trump about it. Trump said he didn't know anything about it. And this is somebody in his party who's an elected official, but he tweeted out calling Jeff Bezos Jeff Bozos. It's <laughs> 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 like, what the hell? What's wrong with your man, man? Hey man, I don't, I don't even know. I, I I try to I try to keep all anything about the forty five and any his doings just kind of at arm's distance, man. I, I'm never surprised by what's going on. What he does never ceases to amaze me, man. All right. I ain't going to lie. I will, I will surprise about the damn fast food at the damn White House. 
Yeah, and <laughs> I was surprised with that. I'm like, yo, it's like, yo, he's like, every week, it's just like, yo, I feel like we had the show when President Obama was here. We never could get this gift. We never could get a full segment on that damn Trump, on, on that damn Obama news. Because it wouldn't nothing be said. Like, oh, okay, he yeah. gave a speech. Told you, you know, be healthy. You know, you know, Godspeed. And that would be it. Yo, he was this, just so smooth with it, too, though. Yeah. Yo, this dude had like the had like fillet of fish. Yo, he had all the two for five stuff from McDonald's. He had Domino's pizza. All the two yeah, for man. five. Yeah, he had the two for five stuff. Yo, you know the two for five was like fillet of yeah. fish and a quarter, not even a double quarter pounder. Just the regular quarter pounder and Big Macs. Everything he ordered was off the two for five. Yo, and then he had like these. They was probably drinking like Coke and whatever drinks out of goblets because you know you're drinking out of eating out of nice stuff in the White House. You ain't getting right, no right. plates. Can you imagine, bro, getting invited to the White House? You didn't want to check. That's what you get. That's your meal. You get that. I'm like, damn. Even if the White House staff is furloughed, we'll talk about that in a second, bro. You couldn't get invited. Okay, you see, you see, he bragged how he paid for it, how he bought a thousand burgers, and there were none left. Okay, <laughs> but first it was three hundred, now it's a thousand. But you couldn't, you couldn't even bring. He owns a hotel right down the street from the White from the White House in D.C. You couldn't have brought them caterers in. Right, some pasta or something, yo. Right, talking about this something. is American food. No, and then you didn't bring, you didn't bring in. I could even say Chick Fil A. I mean, Chick Fil A is cool. I don't like it's not. I'm not like some people who put it on the pedestal. All those great places in DC, you could, you at least could have brought them something there. Small businesses, what they always talk about. You went to the major corporations, and hell, Burger King is not even an American corporation anymore. Hell, I think it's in like Canada or something. They owned by somebody That's- else. Hey, man, Chick-fil-A is on point, man. Chick-fil-A is that shit. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I mean, I like Chick-fil-A, but it ain't like, if I never had it again, I wouldn't be, like, upset, right? But it's just like, yo, you didn't even bring that. He could have got the damn nuggets and some sandwiches. Boom, boom, pal. Yo, uh, but damn, bro, you you got of uh, all the nasty stuff you bring to that? Yeah, you know, the, that's just it's ridiculous, man. I'm just, I'm I'm shocked. And then you yeah. see them, you see them, they were lighting the candles. Like they was eating like five stars. Oh, candles. yeah, yeah. I saw hey, that. Man. Yeah. <laughs> and one more question, brother. You're over, you're over, you you wear an overcoat. Do I wear an overcoat? No, yeah. not often. Okay, but if you if you were in the White House and you were gonna rate it, would you wear like an overcoat? Yo, Negative. I think my man that man has gained so much weight. I think he wearing an overcoat to hide his hips. You're trying to hide <laughs> <laughs> man hips. Hey, man. Yo, that dude is like disgusting the way he looks, man. He looks like just a blob with orange hair and like crazy stuff around the eyes. It's nuts. So, man, what you think about the shutdown, bro? We ain't he's, he's 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 a very interesting character. I'll tell you that. Yeah, uh, I think the shut shutdown is a bunch of bullshit. It, it's it's it honestly disgusts me uh, that that is that is taking place. You know what I'm saying? Like it is. It's absolutely ridiculous, man. I, I know an individual, and people say a, a lot of different things about people that are on government assistance. There's stereotypes. There's people that actually take, you know, advantage of it and monopoly, manipulate it and so forth and so on, all that type of stuff. But I, I know an individual that she she genuinely, truly relies on government assistance, you know, for the food stamps and, and for, you know, housing and that sort of deal. And it, it hurts me to know that, that and to see her like in the state that she's in right now, man, and it, it it it's disgusting. Over over a quote unquote a wall, or or border barrier as we're supposed to call it. Now, it's not yeah. a wall; it's a barrier, border barrier. Shut the fuck up! Like it it it, it is, it's disgusting, bro. 
um, so many people are affected in many different ways. You know, not people not getting their paychecks. You know, and and, and everything that, that that comes with it, man. It's it's deplorable. The fact that we're even arguing about this wall barrier thing to quote unquote keep people out of our country. It's like, like, dude, this ain't this isn't the Ming Dynasty. Like, yeah. this isn't you're not in medieval times. I mean, you want to you want to dig a moat around the United <laughs> States? You want to? I mean, like, what? Like, what? Don't, get, don't give you no ideas. Don't, right? don't give don't give him no ideas. You Bruh. know, what I took like a random drawing off of Twitter and said that's what the wall was gonna look like because they asked they asked like what was gonna be <laughs> what was the wall? Where'd you get it from? They asked his staff and they didn't know. So don't give me any ideas because it's Mr. Man, exactly. But, but that's what I'm saying, man. The shutdown is ridiculous. It, it, it needs to come to a stop. It needs to come to a halt. I mean, there, there's a lot better ways to, to handle things, um, you know, in whatever capacity. But the fact that what he's doing is impacting American, quote, he cares so much about American people. He's yeah. impacting more American people negatively than he is helping, you know, oh, yeah. American people or anybody. He's not hurting. He's not hurting the the, the Mexicans' feelings of, by doing this or whatever. He's not hurting that. You know what I mean? Like you're hurting the people that you are so you know devout and stand up for, and American people and the military and blah 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 blah. But you shitting on these people. The same people that you were talking about. You know NFL players and they're protesting this and they're un-American. Yeah. No, you're fucking un-American by doing by by these actions and the 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 negative and and, and disgusting effect that it has had on American people. Like, dude is a dude's a piece of shit to me, man. Like, he really, yeah. he really is. <laughs> Yo, like, like I said, and man. this ain't got nothing to do with politics or or position or whatever. Mike Mike J, you know, uh, that that bow tie fresh. I'm I'm not one of these people. Like, oh, Democrats are just so fantastic, or Republicans are just so fantastic. I don't give a shit about all that. I want to do what's right. I'm an American person, and I want what I want done what's right for me as an American citizen. I don't give a damn about political parties. I don't care about colors. I don't care about gang affiliation. That's all that bullshit. I don't care about that. Do for me what I have elected. I didn't elect this dumbass, but do for me what you were supposed to do, which is make things better for me as an American citizen. So I, I don't really care about the, the Democrat, Republican, this and that. Shit needs to stop because people are being affected. People are going hungry. People are going without money. People potentially will become homeless. Our homeless rates are already skyrocketing yeah. in the United States. There's plenty of articles out there for y'all to go and look at if you're interested in that. But I mean, especially especially in major cities because yeah. rent, rent is so high. You go to these major cities and they're trying. You know, it's just people can't afford to live there. It's gentrification and everything else. Not to cut you off, but it's oh, you know, it's 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 just interesting. Like for example, he talks about security. But then you don't have enough TSA people and how TSA, the guy, got a gun through. Because, you know, you can't expect people to fully give their all. And I'm not saying it's right, but who's going to – I mean, I'm not going to work for free. If it comes down to saying I'm furloughed, I'm not going to be giving it – I'm like, oh, we just get there and we, we'll get it, catch it when I get back. Right. So you're putting America at risk. Russia's already – you're setting us up for a, a terrorist attacks because of a damn wall that nobody asked for. And he's so right. stupid. And so stubborn, and he's locked into this. I mean, he'll probably like, all right, let's see how far we can go, because he's so like, uh, you know, he doesn't live in a, in a world that we do. So it's you know, it's it's one of those. It's sad, man. It's deplorable, and he's like one of the worst human beings you can see. He's like he's almost like Satan reincarnated in the flesh. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm deadly serious, man. It's like 
we really don't know his true evil atrocities until the books come out later after after he goes to that fiery pit in hell. I I, I truly believe that. And and I'm not saying I'm not one of these people. I am a Democrat. I'm not gonna lie and say I'm not. Now there's things do I agree with them on everything? Hell no. But damn, this is this it, yeah, it's gotta is, be better than this. This is horrible. This is horrible. It's gotta you know? be better than this. But you know, it's it's whatever, man. I I just wanna know we, we don't wanna get it on a soapbox too much, so we still wanna have some fun with this. We got some fun stuff we're gonna talk continue to talk about on the show. But uh, hey man, you ready to get the, you ready to talk about the extra mayo? Hey man, give them the extra mayo, bro. All right, so it's Minnesota High School. They brought a, a Trump 2020 sign and with American flags to a, a basketball game against a majority black high school. The majority black high school, I think it was Roosevelt High School, I think it's in Minneapolis. They, you know, doing the national anthem, they don't kneel or anything. They just stay in the locker room, and after that, they come out to the court. So mm-hmm. people were like, okay, of all games, you decide to go against the black team, the majority black team. And this is a majority white team. You bring out the Trump 2020 flags and wrapping yourself up in flags and American flags and all this type of stuff at a basketball game. And then the parents from the other group talking about, I don't see anything wrong. They're good kids. They just want to show how American they are. Wow. Bruh. Like these kids, get, the kids is getting out of hand. Like, you know, you, get, you start getting your ass whooped. Not that I'm advocating violence, but you keep doing it. Type, <laughs> type you know what we, like you have kids. If your if yeah. your kid did some 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 fuck shit, not saying I'm just asking, I'm not saying he is, I'm yeah, just going yeah. out yeah, yeah. Some fuck shit, and the nigga and the cat went upside his head. You are gonna be upset as a parent, but you are gonna give my life lesson, right? You can't yeah, do pretty fuck much. shit. And this, is, and this is and this is fuck shit. You cannot, and you can't word, do it. In the words of a great scholar that you and I both know, I brought this on your own self. I brought this on your own Shout self. Out Ty Boo. Ty Boo, <laughs> my cousin. Hey man, back man, nigga, back back from the West Coast. Watch your wife. <laughs> oh, damn. Damn. Hey man, hey, <laughs> taking them down, nigga, knocking them down. <laughs> but yeah, man. So I saw this, and I was like, golly. So that's just the extra mail, man. And also, so let's let's transition to the Twister. So I'm just perusing the internet, man, and uh, it's like a GM plant in Ohio. Some of these idiots put up nooses and racial slurs in the bathroom to talk Sorry. bad about black people. So, okay, you in the bathroom now? You know, I, I go to the bathroom. I'm human. I handle my business, wash my hands, and I'm out. And but most place, factory bathrooms smell. So you had that much time to set up a noose and write all these racial slams and stuff. So these employees, this GM plant, they get the tours, bro. They get the full fledged carburetor, you know, spark plug, <laughs> turn it up, spark that mug, and Twizzler. Cause that's so that's just stupid. Yeah. Like it's just like ugh. Ignorance. Beyond. Pure ignorance, bro. Pure ignorance. And also, man, I want to give a special twist. I want to give a special Twizzler, bro tie. This is not on the docket. But bow tie is my brother. I'm proud of the way that man takes care of his family. All our friends in, in our group chat. All family men take care of their kids, put the you know, put the spouses and the ladies and they and they kids first before them. Shout out to that, man. But for these dudes who ain't out here taking care of your kids, bro, go kill yourself. Kill you yourself. Ain't got no bit. love for you. Sit on the Twizzler. Sit in, sit on the Twizzler while you while you in the while you in the bath for the bath bomb. Sit on the Twizzler. <laughs> and that's all yeah. I got to say. That's all I got to say about that, man. So let's go to sports, bro. Hey, before we go to before we go to sports, bro, I want I I want to throw I want to throw a couple things in there. They on the docket. Number one, 
I want to give I want to give give props and, and shout out and, and maybe my support, you know, if this comes to fruition. But Sister Kamala Harris oh, is yeah. uh, ru- rumored uh, to be having a uh, 2020 presidential bid. So, Mike J, tell me what tell me what your thoughts are on that, man. I'm not surprised at all. I, I assumed that I, that was the news after 2016 that you know a black woman is coming. So, yo, I, I definitely would support her. I, I follow her on Twitter. I'm on her mailing list, the stuff that she's doing. You know, she's very educated. You know, she has the, you know, the experience of being a senator. And I think that for me, when I look at a person as being president, unless you like some, some five-star general type stuff, I want mm-hmm. somebody with some government experience. I don't want anybody who's just some rogue businessman who's filed bankruptcy like 36 times, who's been known to <laughs> harass women, who's been sued for, you know, discrimination over housing, who's made, put stuff in the New York Times about people needing to be killed but was wrong and never apologized. I want someone to experience and who has not only business sense, but academic sense, but government sense and knows how to govern and make, you know, legislation and deal with people. I think, I think Kamala Harris has that. And we always gonna big up black women on the grown manish podcast. It ain't gonna be an episode to go by. You know, we love all women, but we love our sisters. And we always gonna, you know, we're gonna right. put we're gonna put them up. It's but, black yeah. it's, it's excellence, man. Like, what they all, started call it black excellence. I I, yeah. I I like it, man. I support it. I, I like the fact that she has not been deterred um thus far or or if seemingly in her future endeavors by any of this BS that's going on out here. She's strong, she's smart. She's got she's got the know with all, the wherewithal, she got the experience, got the personality. So I'm definitely interested to see um how this all plays out, man, for sure. Um and then my 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 other shout out or or that I want to bring attention to or black excellence or whatnot, and it is another black woman, a young black woman, uh Francesca Balibi. Uh the first high school girl to catch an alley oop dunk. Oh yeah, yeah, in a, yeah. In a high school game. Yeah, hey, she man. threw that. She threw that thing hey. down, but she threw it down earlier this season. She just jumped through it off down on one leg, but yeah, she caught the oop. Yeah, she caught the oop this time, man. Hey, I want to give a. I, I want. I want to make sure that this young, this young sister is recognized um, for, for, for for that, man. The first time it's been thrown. Uh, Allie's been thrown down in the high school girls game. She's all, she's already a baller, but just something that that, that physical feat, you know, that, that that doesn't really happen or, or hasn't happened in high school before. I want to make sure that she gets all the shine and, and pub that she can. You know what I'm saying? Because that that definitely was a feat. I, I watched the clip at least six or eight, six, seven, eight times, man. And she she went up and threw that bad bad, bad boy down. She was like the mailman Carl Malone when she came yeah. through the back on lane on that. So shout out to Francesca. Keep striving, young lady. Uh, keep striving academically. Keep striving athletically. And I'm looking to see you um, in, in the NCAA and, and WNBA one day. Hopefully watching and cheering for you. I hope nothing but great success for you, young lady. Yeah, she's going to Stanford, I believe, man. So yeah, that's 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 dope, man. So hey, so you got anything else, man? So, no, nah, man. I think that that moves us right on into sports, man. And I think you got some NBA talk that you want to talk hey, about. Hey, man. So let me let me say this, and uh, and first of all, man, a shout out to Chicago Bulls. I see y'all extended Jim this guy contract, man. Here we go. Y'all make, y'all make keep making it good in the twenty nineteen. <laughs> Man, you know, Eddie like Pablo. Hey, man, like I, like, like I said, man, things have been rough for me, man. My grandmama died, but then this is like, yo, and I was out there, man, asking God for salvation and a healing. And the next thing you know, that rolled across my screen. So, shout out to God, <laughs> shout out to Bulls being trash, and uh, yo, that just makes things better. But uh, hey, man, so. 
I mean, who's your pick for MVP right now? Ah, oh, man, for right now it's it's got to be between for me personally. It's got to be between Giannis and those those who've been with the Grown Man Ish podcast since since we started. Yeah, no both times a Giannis fan. I picked Giannis to be MVP last year. Uh, he did not make it, but I think he's making a good case for it this year. But I think it's got to be between Giannis and James Harden. Um, and I think, honestly, just just the way James Harden's been balling these last 10, 12 games, I think he's kind of got the slight nod right now. I mean, because he's putting up some crazy numbers. He's very being very efficient. And surprisingly enough, he's he's playing some, some damn solid defense. So I don't know, man. If I, if I had to pick right now today, I'd probably give it to Harden. But Giannis has been—he's been a beast, man, absolute beast. I'll probably give it to to Harden as well. Uh, I think I would probably pick Anthony Davis over over Giannis, uh, but I would definitely—I definitely give it to give it to give it to Harden, man. Um, You know, just the numbers he's the role he's on. We had like even though they lost the other night when he had what fifty-seven. But the thing with Harden is, if you keep playing all this ISO ball, bro, he's gonna wear out by the end of the season. There's yeah. only you only I mean you can't it's hard to be the you know the, the the shot creator and you know and then the shot maker the whole season. I know Chris Paul's been hurt. Well, it's just well, like, I was gonna say, how do you th- I was gonna ask you just that question. So what do you think or how do you think he adjusts when Chris Paul comes back? Well, I think they stagger his minutes to stagger because a lot of times they aren't, you know, they stay – from what I watched at Houston, you know, they've staggered it. So, they start the game off and then at the first break, one of them goes out and then the other one was like the primary ball handler. Uh-huh. But still, Chris Paul, was he, 33? Small yeah. point guards, and I'm talking about as far as height, don't age well. Uh-huh. He's starting to get – you got to think, he's starting to get these lower body injuries. And his game is ba- – I mean, he's not as fast as he was, and he's still strong, but he still – his game is off getting to the getting to the, the cup. Yeah. And it just – you know, that's usually one of the first things that goes, man. It's very – like Isaiah Thomas, I know he is Achilles. He was done after that. Allen Iverson, he played, you know, his game. Then once the athleticism, he fell off a cliff. So it's going to be interesting to see how Chris Paul ages. You know, let me let me let me ask you this: We're talking about age. Uh, you mentioned some injuries. Um, you just mentioned in the grand scheme of you know MVP, as we talk, talk about best players, you know top ten players. Do you think that? Uh, how do you think LeBron bounces back from his injury? And do you think that that kind of slows him down, makes him more of a quote unquote mere mortal or anything like that? Like, what's your take on that? Uh, I mean, you know, he, he like he's strained his groin, right? Yeah. Uh, from what they, you know, what they said, they said that somebody had talked to his agent. And this is, you know, I forgot which guy. I think it's heard on ESPN. They said if it was playoffs, LeBron would play. I think, you know, I think now at this point, what was LeBron? He's like like 34, 32, 34. Yeah. 30. I mean, you know, the, athletically, we've never seen him any like like LeBron as far as like height, weight, speed. Those. <laughs> I just think, you know, it's, I think it's a, it's a, I think it's a muscle. I think when it's on, I think it's a difference between a muscle. In that area, then you start like hurting knees and hamstrings and stuff like that. Even LeBron, when his athleticism was going to start to to leave, he's physically strong enough that he can change his game. And the fact he has the court vision and the court awareness and overall basketball IQ, I don't think it's going to be like a fall off a cliff. It'll be kind of like how when Jordan came back, you know, after the second three, after the first three peak, and you know, he I mean, he would dunk on you if he could, you know, if he had the step, but it wasn't like how he was back before he retired. He was he like, he found this sweet spot. He's like, all right, I'm going to hit you with this turnaround jumper. And if, you know, if I hit you with a pump fake or a jab stack, then I need to dunk on you, y'all will. 
but his game yeah, was yeah. under control. He didn't, he didn't go through. He was very efficient. And I think that's how LeBron is going to transition. He's, you know, LeBron's always about efficiency. And I yeah. think that's how it's going to be. It's not going to be – he's not like, you know, as great as Kobe was, Kobe took a lot of bad shots. And then once the, the injuries start and the legs start to go, it's hard to hit those bad shots every night. So I think LeBron will be smart. And the fact that he'll, you know, he'll find his sweet spots on the court. And he's unselfish, so I, I don't see him the type that, like, I have to shoot, you know, 30 times. He can be with a willing passer. Even though even Larry Bird had the injuries, but he aged. His numbers were still good before he finally just couldn't play anymore. So I, I think LeBron, you know, I mean, unless he, like, has a devastating injury. He started, like, right, right. And stuff. But this current injury, I think it's just – I think they're being just, like – they know the Lakers aren't going to do anything long-term, so no use – having them be super hurt and then you rehab instead of getting better in the offseason. I think right. it's one of those things of we'll just let LeBron just rest and be 100% when he comes back. No doubt. No doubt. I, th- I think that, that with, the, with the young guys got on the squad currently, uh, I think that he – and they've been actually playing pretty solid. I mean, they, they've had a decent amount of wins and losses, but the young folks have actually been playing good. They got a nice win last night against uh, the Thunder. Yeah. Um, the, young, the young fellow stepped up. So I think that this has kind of been um, somewhat of a blessing. If you can look at it, you know, the glass half full, because these young guys have had, had an opportunity to come into their own and, and be able to play without him. And also, I think Rondo's out too. So, I mean, yeah. so you've, got, you've got two very high IQ basketball guys, two very talented guys that you're not – and two guys that pretty much dictate your offense. And you've got both of them out. Um, and it's definitely Lonzo has stepped up. All the young fellas have really stepped up, honestly. So I think that it's really one of those things that it may have been a blessing for them for like a late season push. Yeah, uh, Lonzo had 18 and 10 last night. Yeah. Uh, Kuzma had 32 and 8. But, you know, I'm gonna, let's, since we're talking about basketball, you know somebody whose game just does not impress me? He's okay. Yeah. It's Brandon Ingram. Brandon, Brandon Ingram. Yeah. He's just kind of like, eh. you know, it's just kind of like, you know, he's just, he's, he's like, he's, he's athletic. Yeah, you know, it's like, he's, you know, he's just like skinny, skinny, like, you know, and it's not like Kevin Durant is like skinny, but you know, he, you know, he was just like very, very skinny. You're not going to see me too many guys like Katie. I mean, it's not even that. I think, I, I don't say, I think you won't see the best of Ingram until he leaves and goes somewhere else. Because I think he's like he's he functions best as the primary ball handler when he does when I watch him play when he does you know get buckets and he doesn't have that you know with the Lakers, but right. I don't know just like he had eight points last night. Everybody has a bad game, but you know you, you know he's like one of nine, but he's gonna have to get stronger so he can become a better three point shooter because I was gonna say I think gonna, him is is you know I think it's him and, and developing like you yeah. said getting a little stronger getting a little bigger being able to learn how to utilize his body and that sort of thing. So I, I, I definitely think that he's got some, um, excuse me, got, got a little ways to go. I think right now he just relies on that athleticism, relies on one. Um, but he's not know, like freakishly athletic pace. though. But think yeah. about his game. It's not like, he's not like, I mean, he's quick, but he's not like, like that. it's not like you were like a blur. Like, you know, you get some guys like they take, they, you know, that first step they get by you. He's just, I think he's more on – he's like, you know, he has a long wingspan and those type of things, but he's not, like, freakishly athletic. He's not, like – when you test him, he's not, like, like an athletic, you know – he's not even, like, Paul Paul George athletic. But, you know, I just I, – I, I don't know. I just – I watch his games, like, eh, I don't know. Somebody uh, – you know, so I don't know. <coughs> I'll tell you somebody else we talked about point guards aging. It's going to be interesting mm-hmm. to see how Westbrook ages. Because I think, man, once his game goes – 
Boo, boo. He's garbage. <laughs> He's a Hall of Famer. I don't take anything away from him. But, you know, his game is, you know, he's so athletic. But, you know, he's had all those injuries, but he never was, a, like, a really good shooter. He was, he was like, you know, what was he last night? He was 7 for 30. And he was 5 for 12. Who, who, uh, you, you talking about Westbrook? Yeah. Damn, I didn't realize that was his stat line. Now, he was five, 5 of 12 from three-point land, which is good, but 7 of 30. 30? 13 yeah. assists and nine rebounds. But, but yeah, man. Let me, let, me ask you, let me ask you this, man, about – you know, we talked about Kyrie the other day. What do you think about Kyrie, man, calling Daddy LeBron for advice and to apologize? <laughs> Daddy LeBron. <laughs> uh, I think it was a stand-up move for him, man. I, I think that it shows a lot of maturation from him. Um, and from For one, being able to acknowledge, like, damn, you know, I was this dude. I was this guy that was, that was doing these things. You know, granted, um, he was young. He's very talented and, you know, wanted to be the guy. So I can't blame him for that. And I think it's just the way he went about it. And I think that him being able to acknowledge that, that, you know, okay, I went about this the wrong way. One, I think that's great, you know, and, and for, for him to be able to understand and come to LeBron like a man to talk about it. But, but two, I think it was good for, for him and, and show some maturity of, okay, I'm ready to take that next step. And I've got – I'm in a similar situation as LeBron was. So why not go to somebody that I have a relationship with, you know, somewhat of a relationship with, why not go to somebody who's at the top of the game right now, seek their counsel, seek their advice on how to handle this, you know, because I, I too want to be able to be that person, take myself to the next level, you know, not just my game, but overall, you know, as a team leader or to be a great player, you've got to be able to elevate your team to a certain extent. So I definitely think on many fronts it was, it was cool and, and good for him to do that. For him, to, for him to reach out to LeBron and just kind of say, you know what? Hey, man, I was wrong. You know, we had our differences. We had a good run. We, we, we won a chip and, you know, but help me out. Let me, let me. Did LeBron me make him up. kiss the ring? <laughs> he probably did make him kiss the ring. He probably well, did. But let me ask you this, though. He probably you know, made him talk. He probably made him talk. <laughs> talk to like uh, Jr. Or, or Kyle Korver yeah. for like 15, 20 minutes, and then you can talk to me. Yeah. Oh, bro, I mean, I'm sorry, bro. I was the man that you, I'm trying to be the man that you wanted me to be, Dad. I mean, LeBron. I mean, whoever oh, it is. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I just want to put my head on your chest like put on your grown bosom to let you know that, you know, you were the dad that I always wanted and needed on the basketball court. Hey, man, you, you're trying to say, did, did LeBron, did LeBron hit him with the, you know, I feel like a proud dad watching his only son that made yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Yo, man, hey, hey, Bronny, hey, hey, Bronny, get your older, get your older brother a sleeping bag. Y'all having a sleepover tonight? Hey, y'all go to bed man. at eleven thirty, man. Damn, <laughs> hey, hey, what I say now? Yes, sir. <laughs> hey, but uh, but let me ask you this: now, as great as Kyrie is, as far as getting buckets for himself, and to play devil's advocate, do you think those guys don't listen to Kyrie because Kyrie's not known as a passer? One of the great things about LeBron is, you know, he led, but he was also unselfish on the court. Yeah. Um, I think I think that it could be it could be an element of that. I think that Kyrie hasn't um, garnered the respect of them, and not like they like they disrespect him, but I I think that they look at him like, yo, you just like me. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't think that they view him on any other um, level or anything like that. Like okay, you're the team captain, and you know whatever, whatever, but you just like me, and we damn near made it to the finals without you. So again, and, and you know this could this could be coming from Tatum. It could be coming from Brown, you know, or whomever. But I mean, I think that they are looking at it like, hey, we had we had a 
a nice amount of success without you. You know, you know what I mean? So I think that it's, it's very different um, when, you, when you have um, like young guys that have had that amount of success and it's kind of like, okay, you really, you might not be able to tell me nothing, but I, I don't know if it's like a disrespect thing, but I really do think that it is more so um, like they look at him and just kind of like as a peer and not like a, not like a LeBron or like a, you know, a KD or somebody that is like a tier above them or they can, they can teach them some things. So maybe that's just it. All right. So you talked about KD, man. You excited for Boogie to come back to the Warriors? Uh, yeah, I want to, I'm interested to see how that works. Yeah, I'm definitely interested to see Boogie come back, man. I hope Boogie comes back, gets his money next year in free agency, man. So I like Boogie's game. I think Boogie's passion gets a bad rap. You know, sometimes there's been players in the NBA that just get those latest passion and they get those bad raps from the, from the referees. But, you know, you never hear anything about Boogie's teammates. They always love him. So I'm just right. really interested. I'm not a Golden State fan, but I, I definitely think going to win the championship because Steph and them are playing out of the damn mind. But Yeah, man. <laughs> Yo. Man, they, them, them boys are so them efficient yeah like it's, it's, it's crazy how efficient they are man like i had 43 the other night on like four dribbles oh like now, four or five dribbles yeah and i, I understand that he's like the third option so <laughs> and they and they pass the ball so there's you know i'm not one of those people that's gonna look down people who dribble to get their own shot because you know not everybody has right. two of the you know arguably two of the five best players in the nba on your team and who you know who aren't selfish but yeah man right, it's, right. It's, it's gonna be hard to get golden state bro I mean, unless you catch them with some injuries, but I think they're gonna turn it on in the playoff time again, and you know, get them out. I don't see anybody in the West that they really could, could really, you know, mess with them. Yeah, my my, my opinion of them is they 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 work so well without the ball. You know what I mean? Like, I think that that's what gets them. A lot of teams, you know, they got ball dominant guys. You know, Harden, Westbrook, or you know, they got guys that everything primarily goes through. I think with with Golden State. They don't have that. It's not we're going to run through Steph or we're going to run through KD or we're going to run through – no. Like, they, they work so well without the ball, you don't know where it's coming from. And I think that that is what sets them apart. You know what I mean? You can't really zero in on anybody. And then you add Boogie to that. The Boogie's a whole other dynamic because Boogie has the ability to step out, maybe not as consistently, but he has the ability to step out and knock down – you know, the 17, 18 foot J. Yeah, he can step out and hit threes too. But I'm just saying, like, he's a guy that really is going to change things for them because if they do get into a situation where it's like, oh, we got some cheap calls or oh, such and such in foul trouble or something such that's not on, they literally can change their game up and be like, shit, dump it down the boogie. And yeah. he can play with his back to it. He can play with his back to the basket and just kill. So you know what I mean? Like it's just it's one of those things that there's so many different dynamics that you can't really hone in on. But they are extremely efficient. You know what I mean? And with with ball movement and with player movement and that sort of thing, it's just hard to beat, man. Oh they yeah, be tough to beat. Hey man, no doubt. Hey man, so let's uh, so let's transition you into the NFL, bro. So who you got this weekend, man? And AFC and NFC championship games. Um. I am hoping for a Chiefs Rams Super Bowl. Hoping for a Chiefs Rams Super Bowl, but I got a feeling if if, if I was going to say okay, I'm, I'm putting fifty dollars on each on you know on each or whatever, I'm, I'd vote I'd be voting for or, or I put my money on Chiefs and Saints. That's what I vote for. And yes, it's not I'm not going against the Patriots because I'm a Colts fan or you know anything like that. I I just think right now the Chief, the Chiefs have 
some dynamic players, number one. But number two, like, they just seem to really be clicking. And the Patriots, they're going to be the Patriots. They're going to be good no matter what. But I think that they have, they have steep fall-offs. And I just don't know. I, I don't know. And, and I very well could be proven wrong. Patriots prove people wrong all the time. But I don't know if they, if they are going to be able to keep up scoring with the Chiefs. I can see the Chiefs putting 42 on them. And, and you know, I don't, I don't know if Brady can orchestrate that. You know what I'm saying? So, and it's going to be cold, bro. And, it's it's cold Brady, and Brady's an old man, you know. He can if drink his own sweat and all that nasty shit, but he's still yeah. an old man. Yeah. Hell, I feel it now in my bones. <laughs> we get below 20, it get 20 degrees, bro. My knee hurt. So you know how he's feeling. <laughs> but, yeah, man, if I, if I was a betting man, I was putting money on it, I'd be putting money on Chiefs Saints Super Bowl. All right. I just think, like I said, I just I think that Drew Brees always finds a way. And I know everybody's gonna say, "Oh, the Saints have been slumping, slumping, and blah blah blah." I, I don't put nothing past Drew Brees, bro. Drew Brees is is a damn first ballot Hall of Famer. You can you can argue to put him in, you know, some some of those top, you know, five quarterback talks, man. Drew Brees is a, is a damn football player. So I, I I can't go against Drew Brees right now. Even though the Saints are, even though the Rams are, are stout, you know what I mean? They got they got some stout receivers. The defense is nice. I, I just can't go against Drew Brees. I'm going to go with the Saints, too, man. I'm going to go with the Chiefs and the Saints, too. Number one, I, I'm not a Jared Goff fan. I think Jared Goff is okay. Yeah. I don't think – I mean, he he didn't have a good game to last. I, I don't feel like, you know, if you shut the running game, I, I just – I don't think he's dynamic. I think he is, you know, he has weapons. I don't think he can lead a team. If, you know, you yeah. got a top – maybe arguably the best running back in the league. You got, yeah. you know, you got you got your, your, your receivers. You got what, Brandon Cooks and – uh. What's the uh? Who else they have? I mean, uh, my man uh, from USC out there. I mean, you know, the defense is okay. Oh, yeah, right. The defense is okay, but I think the Saints are gonna win. Uh, I think they, you know, they got dynamic. They got uh, the dynamic playmaker Michael Thomas. He's playing his ass off. He's playing Kamara, his lights out. Mark Mark Ingram, you know, and then Breeze. You know, Breeze can't throw the deep ball anymore. But still, it'll be it's gonna be out of out of those two games. I'm looking forward to the Rams and, and Saints game. I you yeah. know, I like football in a controlled environment. That way you can get yeah, the yeah. best the best type of football. I'm not one of those people that has to see it in like twenty to below weather to think it's good football because I want to see guys perform at their absolute best. Hey man, can you imagine if it does if it is a chain uh, chains Chiefs and Saints Super Bowl <laughs> <laughs> Chiefs and Saints Super Bowl in the dome in Atlanta? Bruh, Saint, no, Saints fans in Atlanta, bro. You know they, that's, you know, two fan bases hate each other. That's what I'm the, saying. Did you see the mayor of Atlanta talking about this? Oh. Might give me a bounty on my head. And then the dude from New Orleans says, "It's not my fault. Your team sucks." <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see that, but I'm, yeah. I was just saying from a football standpoint and the way these teams are so dynamic. Man, both teams might have 50 damn points the way they play, man. Yeah. Like that, that, that could it could be a lights out, you know, quote unquote greatest show on turf again. You know what I mean? Like that would be a crazy game. Bruh, like I said, that's gonna that's the one I I want to see the best the the best people at the best at them playing the best game on the, in the controlled environments. But uh, yeah, bro, I'll put it like this, man. If Saints fans go to Atlanta, and I'm not even trying to be funny, dog, it's gonna be some murders. Them two oh. hate each no, they hate each other. Think about it. You hate somebody. We in your rival city. The other city hates you, us just as much as we hate you, and it could be under the people under the influence. Hell, the last time in Super Bowls in in Atlanta, uh, we had a, a certain NFL player who may or may not been involved in a double murder. <laughs> 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 Shout out to the Beijing King. 
But you know, it's, but, hey man, like I said, bro, it, it's gonna be ugly. I need to hit up my cousin, man. My cousin Mir, he's a he's a Falcons fan. He lives in the A, man. So I'm gonna have to hit him up, hit him up to see, man. You know, if I see him this in the next few days, what do you think about that after the game, bro? But hey, man. So um, let's switch it up, bro. Now you and I are coming to America fans. So what do you think about this coming oh, to America too? Hey man, those who know Bowtie Fresh, coming to America is my all-time favorite movie. I can quote that bad boy forwards, backwards. It's, it's ridiculous. That, that is my all-time favorite movie. I, I I will go and see this new coming to America. I'm kind of I'm kind of you know got a little bit of excitement and nostalgia for it, but I am of the mind frame is that coming to America is so much of a great damn movie. It's iconic. It just needs to be left alone as it is. It's timeless. If I want to, if I need coming to America, I can go watch coming to America right now, and it is still just as entertaining, just as funny, just as relevant as it was when it first came out. I don't need a part two. Well, all right. How, how, however, go ahead. I, I am such. I, I love the. I love the first movie so much. I, I have an obligation to go see this this second coming to America. So I'm interested to see what they do. I'm interested to see how you know they they incorporate times and how things have changed, so forth and so on. But I, I kind of wish they just leave greatness alone and, and just keep it pushing. <laughs> right, do so something else. So I'm gonna ask you this, man, and we'll transition to nothing else. I want to ask you. So, have you told our have you told our listeners the news? The news of what? I don't I don't know what you're talking about. Wait, so we got breaking news. I'm just looking on on looking on the Twitter. Yeah. Two things. Number one, Andre Andre Benjamin has a new verse out with some electronic what? artist. Yeah, I just so I, I'll have to I'll I'll have to find it again. And number two, everybody. Bowtie is auditioned for coming to America too. He's gonna to play the role of Daryl. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> this guy. <laughs> hey. <laughs> the Prince of Soul Glow. <laughs> wow. You said light skin, curl, check, dope. <laughs> <laughs> this dude. Yo. And I and I will be Man. and I will be Louis, the dude who was making the damn burgers, who who hates on him. That says that's the Prince of Soul Glow. <laughs> <laughs> I hey, want fries. I was gonna say, hey man, my my man Louis said this week I'm on lettuce, and yeah. next week I'm on fries. <laughs> when the big bucks start coming yeah. in. <laughs> <laughs> or I would also like uh, to play the role of John Amos. Because he gave us some hey. iconic quotes in that damn movie. <laughs> John John Amos was he he became an icon in that movie. Damn it! Well, he, to me, he came icon on Good Times, but you know, yeah. I, I neither here nor John Amos. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> I will kick your ass. <laughs> <laughs> you say you you say one more thing about my daughter, I'm gonna stick my foot up your royal ass. <laughs> yeah, well, he had that look like what? <laughs> Yo, man, but I don't know, man. So, so uh, speaking of another movie that's coming out, what do you think about Bad Boys Three? Uh, it's it, again, it's one of those things where it's kind of like I would, I will go see it because of the nostalgia, because you know I, I grew up with Bad Boys Three or whatever. I am a fan of Will Smith and Martin Lawrence, so I mean, of course, I like both of the stars. So I mean, I, I will go see it. It's just another one of those things where it's like, man, are, are we losing creativity? Or are we just keep rehashing stuff? You know what I mean? Like, just leave it alone. Like, the first one was awesome. First one was a, was 
great ass movie. Yeah. Second one was cool. Yeah, second one was like, eh. If the, yeah, second, was, one was yeah, really, if the cool. second one was really good, I'd be hyped for it. Like you said, I'm going to go see it. But the second one, man, they had Martin out here too much like a punk. <laughs> I mean, it's just like, damn. I mean, the first yeah. one, he was like, you know, be willing to Thanks. get it. He was like a punk in the second one. Like, they, I know Will Smith's the biggest star, but damn. But yeah, I mean, I'm kind of feeling the same way, man. Like coming to America is nostalgic. I'm gonna go see it. I think Kenya Burris, the brother who uh, worked on Creative Blackish and some other stuff, I think mm-hmm. he's helping out with it. So I think it's gonna be good okay. for that aspect. I think it's really gonna depend on the writers. But yeah. uh, you know, but I'll go see both of them. Oh yeah, I definitely, I will definitely see both of them. I just, I just can't say that I am, especially with coming to America, man. Like that is. That is by far like my my most favorite movie of all time, and like it, it just means so much to me. And I'm just like, ah, here we go again. We're gonna be messing up greatness. And every time somebody think coming to America, it's gonna naturally be like, oh, I've seen it. Like, don't don't compare them. It's only one. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. just leave it at one. But I digress. All right, man. So uh, we're gonna switch it up, man, because I know we've talked about a lot of funny stuff, some serious stuff. But uh, I watched that Surviving R. Kelly, bro. Yeah. And full disclosure, I used to listen to a lot of R. Kelly. I'm not going to lie to y'all. We keep it real with our listeners. I mean, but man, watching that, bro. And it's not even the fact that people say, oh, it changed when you got a daughter. No, nah, it's not even about that. Bro, it cha- it's like you, you knew some of the stuff, but I guess I wanted to be naive because I like the music so much. I'm thinking like, okay, the whole Aaliyah thing, you know, that's probably some weird old Hollywood stuff. The the sex tape was the girl really at that age, but then it was just like over and over. Like I watched one thing, man, and a young lady he met in court while he was going through the case about you know the sex tape stuff. She was like sixteen, and he said it don't matter what that. He said what that means, and he took her virginity, and then she said he he smacked her because she liked the Cavaliers instead of the Bulls. Oh. I mean, that is a sin, but, you know, never something like that. Like, dog, Bulls you, hit, you hit somebody's child. You they, took her, somebody's child, yeah. You yeah. took her virginity. Bruh, it's just sickness. I went back through the catalog. And for those, you know, R. Kelly does not own his master, so he's not getting any money from this. And I started listening to the songs, right? And I ain't going to lie, they still, they still jam. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not to that. I'm not going to, like, I don't front with y'all. But man, even I was I like I was just like, let me like see, cause you know people like he's a sick in art, and you know I'm listening to like sex me like part two, and even a girl on the voicemail sound like a damn child. I used to think it was a, cause you got to think when twelve play came, I think I was like 11, ten or eleven. Mm-hmm. So listening to it now, thirty six, I'm like, oh, that that's like a kid on the damn phone leaving him that voicemail. So so I got a question for you, Mike, oh, yeah. and, and and this. This is, there has been so many discussions around in R. Kelly and, and all this type of stuff. So I, here, here's my question to you, especially based off what you just said. You went back and listened to some of the catalog to try to, you know, you know, um, you know, come together, bring things together, whatnot. So being with you, saying what you just stated, are you one of those individuals of the mind that I can't separate the artist from the person? I can't, I can't. separate. I can't separate the music from the person. I can't because to me, I, in my opinion, I think the now at 36, I mean, and I kind of knew this before. I, I had an inkling, but after I think this whole like steez of all the sex songs and the lovemaking mm-hmm. were about underage women. I, I don't think not one, one of those songs. They had a young lady on the breakfast club. She said, you could tell some of the songs were written about us. And she said, like the young lady in question said that feeling on your booty was about me. 
<laughs> I think that those songs were about young girls. Not even like, yo, I mean, I truly, like, for like, for example, like, Seems Like You're Ready. Uh-huh. I think that was about, you know, not to be gross, probably take some yeah, young girls' yeah. virginity. You know, I don't want to, what was that, what was that on, on a 12 play? I don't hurt, you know, my body's telling me no, mom, yeah. you know, but. Uh, yeah, but I think I think these were songs from a sick individual, very talented. I can never take away his talent. He made some of the best music of our generation. I, you know, he wrote I, a lot, a lot of yeah, uh, a lot of he things. Wrote. He, he wrote, for, yeah, he wrote a lot of uh, very very successful songs yeah. for some other very very successful artists. So, like, do do you? I ain't I ain't listening to Fortune by Maxwell in a long time. I like the song. You know, that's, you know, but I haven't listened to, I mean, it's like a song like Life, you know, I like that song from the Life soundtrack. I ain't going around listening to Be Careful and some of the other stuff you wrote for people, not just because I'm council culture, it's just, I truly believe those songs, man. Even like, for example, you know, you and I, we both bought TP2 at the same time. Yeah, yeah. I truly believe that was about young girls. Like, you know, like on the, on the song, he like, hit it hard from the back. Yo, yeah. it was like, it was jamming rush, it's tight. Yo, I do believe he was talking about that last song. He was like, and it's on my face. I truly believe he was talking about a young girl, man. And I can't, if the music was like, if R. Kelly was like singing like something else besides like sexual lewd songs. I'm like, all right, whatever. Because everyone has their everyone has their issue. Like, you know, James Brown, the woman beater. You have other artists who've hit women and had other issues. But R. Kelly. So, so, so that was I, I literally I was can't, about, I I can't, literally was about I can't. to say that to you. So we, we we're talk you we talked about the cancel culture and right or, or mute this person and all that type of stuff. We talk about this culture that, that we are in now. And you just hit something on the head. So do you is it the same or, or is it considered hypocritical when individuals are like, oh, well, I still listen to James Brown. I love James Brown, knowing that he was a, a, a known abuser, yeah. especially in the climate that we have, you know, the Me Too movement and so forth and so on. Or even take it for, for example, uh, Bill Cosby. Yeah. Are, we, are we canceling and muting Bill, Bill Cosby? Because in, in the same breath, in the same tone, we, sh- we should be doing that. But a lot of people still, you know, support Bill Cosby or say, you know, I can separate the, the, the character or the talent or the craft from the person, so forth and so on. So, like, where did, how far does it go and when does it become hypocritical, you know, for, from the perspective that, you know, like I said, you still have individuals supporting, you know, James Browns and, and Chris Browns and Bill Cosby's and all that type of stuff. So, and, 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 and again, please, all of our listeners do not take this as, as Bowtie Fresh supporting any of the allegations that, that R. Kelly has done. Because I think that the, that the crap is sick, it's disgusting, and it's vile. And if he's found guilty, he needs to be put under the damn jail permanently. So this is not the case. I, I'm, this, is, this is conversational back and forth uh, between my Jay and myself. And it's just kind of want to bring light and, and get, some, get some dialogue going, not only on the, on the show, but for, for you all as well. So, so but back to the question, Mike Jay. When does it become something that, that is hypocritical? Where do you I, I think you every I think I think it's an individual choice. I, I truly do. Because for me, I hear R. Kelly's music, it jam. But bruh, I just think about it as you pulling like you going they you hanging out in malls having your security pick up young girls. 
and then even the girls on a documentary, you know, and I'm not trying to be sick. I'm just, just telling how to, it's not like the girls on the documentary were like, when they show pictures of them when they were underage, they weren't like, there's been women. It's like, oh, young girls, like, oh, damn, you're, you're 16. You don't look like it. These girls were like, had the bodies and stuff like not in a sicko way but you know they were the, yeah. they were like teenagers they weren't like right. we all went to high school with girls i'm like well damn she's strapped she don't have a body like a 17 year old no mm -hmm. this dude was out here going out and picking the girl who looked like truly like kids and for me i i can't i can't enjoy it because it's like oh it's good but it's just like yo i, I you watching this and i got i got an 11 year old at home yeah, yeah. And she's developing in the fact she's becoming a young lady. Yeah, And yeah. I would kill somebody if, if some older ass man was abusing her. And it's a and it's abuse if you're having sex with a a, a, a child, sick, sick people. I, and, and I'm not the whole cancel culture thing. Some things it, it's easier to, I mean, and I guess it makes me a hypocrite. Some things are easier to cancel than others. Like, I don't mess with Papa John's. I never really liked Papa John's, so it was easy for me. Yeah, yeah. And so, but it's just, but I think it comes to individual thing. Now, I do believe, and this is maybe take another conversation that I, I think the internet doesn't have nuance. Now, I'm a Christian. I believe people can be redeemed and saved, and you can ask for forgiveness not only to God but to the victims and change your behavior. But yeah. In, in my opinion, over the systemic things of thirty some odd years, R. Kelly has not shown a, a thing to change. Right. I mean, you know, you go from they said before, like, you know, when he's a public announcement, it's like, oh, here it is. This is on the documentary. Yeah, we already know he's in he's in the explore. He out here hanging out at the McDonald's or he's hanging out at the local high school trying to meet young girls. You you know, you 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 continue to grow, you you continue to grow, you meet a lead, you marry her. I assume that they had sex. Right. Then, you no, know, you haven't. I, I just, I, I've seen something. He doesn't have to apologize or repent to me. I'm just saying he's like you continue to behave. Your yeah, yeah, your you, action yeah, showed that you don't give a damn. They're like they had him on like yeah. Facebook or live or something like that, and he was just like, "Oh, it's 30 million people who love me, but then 30 billion who who hate me, and then 30 million who love me, something like that." He's like, "If y'all wanted to take me down, y'all should have just 30 years ago, nigga. You acknowledging that your nasty ass has been doing this for all this time?" I was, I was about to say that you, you just acknowledged yeah. the fact that you should have done this a long time ago. I then. can't. I, I can't, man. It's just, I, this is like, oh, he's a great I'm artist. I, I just, I can't listen to it in good conscience, man. Like, yeah, you know, I, I just I, can't. I, I, I honestly feel the same way. And, and like Mike J said, uh, I was a huge R. Kelly fan. Huge R. Kelly fan. Yeah. Loved his music, loved his talent, was a huge R. Kelly fan. And I can't, I can't do it. Like, I, I attempted to, I'm like, you know what? Like, and I kind of attempted to do the same thing that my Jay did. Like, I'm going to try to just go back and listen to this. Couch. I have not seen the documentary. I've heard, I've had many discussions, but I haven't actually seen it. Um, but from the perspective of just knowing that these allegations are out there, knowing that, that all of this is going on and, and that these people are, are, women are coming forward with various um, not not just rape and underage things, but the, but the whole being held captive and cultic activity and, and, and you know physical violence against women and all all these things that are being brought forth, I, I personally cannot get behind or, or support this man. You know at at this current time, you know like I cannot I cannot do that anymore. Like and it's it's difficult for me because it was one of those I shouldn't say it's difficult for me. I was a huge fan, had all of his music, all of his catalogs and whatnot. 
And for me, I'm just now like, damn, you know, this was really problematic. I was, you know, between the ages of 11 and 18. So a child in some sense, but, you know, a growing adult. And then his things that came out after that, I'm like, was, should I have been exposed to this stuff? You know what I mean? Like, th- that's kind of that's kind of where my mind goes. Like, well, man, like this, this may have been yeah. problematic. Like, I probably shouldn't have been exposed to this. Or, you know, this well, guy. Everybody, is, everybody is, black had the 12-play album. It's like, man, yeah. Listen, yeah that's what I'm saying. But, you know, you know how to say, I, my parents had it. I'm sure yeah. your parents had it. The shit was good. Okay, let's yeah. not go on the lies. But, damn it, like you said, man, it's hard. Yeah, yeah. And it's hard. I can't, man. I, and then everybody makes exceptions for exceptional people, right? Right. Like, for example, I am not a Floyd Mayweather. Like, I respect his talent, but I think he's a apprehend. I think he's a, he's a horrible human being because I think he hits women. Well, maybe yeah. he doesn't hit them anymore, but I think in the past he has hit women. Yeah. I can't get behind. Can't that. get down with that. Yeah, can't can't get down with that. Did I, I watch his last fight on the YouTube when he beat up the nine-year-old Asian kid? Yeah, when our homies sent it in the group chat. You know, I was like, oh, okay. I'm not, I was like, I'll watch this two minutes. I, it, I mean, and I, and I know this might make me sound like a hypocrite, but we're, we're having an honest conversation. It's tough, but certain things I have to draw the line on, man. And somebody who's had a 30-year career of abusing young black girls and women, and I can't do that. I can't give them my money nor my support to. And even me going through the catalog, I, I mean, I ain't gonna lie, I nodded my head a few times, but it wasn't like, oh man, shit, jam. I'm worried trying to put this on the, for, to be, you know, with my kick with my lady. Then I was like, oh, Robert. Robert. Yeah. And then it was like the intro part on the documentary. They said R. Kelly and Robert were two different people. And you, most of the time, if the star, their, their stage person is the person who's evil. And the yeah, real yeah. person is the, now he was a flip. They said R. Kelly was the nice, charming guy. Robert was evil. Yeah. And I know that in the documentary, he said he was, him and his brother were abused. Now, I'm not going to get full into the documentary. I really want to have this conversation when you and I what we're having now. But, you know, and he's doing all this and not to make light of it, but this nigga can't even have read and write. You out here running a damn damn criminal sex ring with underage girls, and you out here reading like Ray was reading that damn Braille on when he was in the hotel room before he got signed Atlantic Records. It's like sick then, like damn, like this dude that can barely read and write is doing all this. Who are the people who are helping him do this? Because if he can't have read and write, I'm not even like trying to make right. fun. He right. ain't no, 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 no. he getting flights and stuff for these girls flying them out. Yeah, he, he's he's the he, he's the money. He's the he's the foundation, yeah. the backbone. He he's got individuals that are um, I don't want to say assailants, but but uh, accessories. Yeah. Uh, to, to 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 the things that he's doing, to the nasty or you know inappropriate or whatever you want to call it, to the things that he's doing. So absolutely, I, yeah, I, I, like, I agree with that hundred percent. I couldn't even like imagine like yo, you know, like yo man, you know how old are you? Sixteen? Yo, R. R- Kelly when here's your R. Kelly's number. Give him a call. Yeah, yeah. Like yo, like. I can't be. I can't be. I can't be that no. security detail that's making things happen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I can't. Absolutely. Like I, 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 man. I either, I either don't. I'm one of the things. Like I'm security for you. Like if somebody pulled the, the hammer out, boom. But I'm not trying to be bring young young girls to because that's gonna, number one. I have a moral code. Number two, I'm not trying to be accessory to no sexual assault. Exactly. It's, it's just man. It's, it's sickening, man. I don't know. How. It's sick. And I was gonna say. I, I, I know. I know. We've been talking about this, but. Uh, just one thing I want to point out before we before we transition out of it is that 
it honestly, it, it, from his standpoint, it, it's it's sick, it's vile, it's disgusting. But from the other from, from the other side, the other perspective, these these young ladies, these children, these women that that have had this happen to them or been a part of this, it's very sad. And I and I really do hope that um, outside of the legalities and 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 judicial system. I really do hope that these individuals, these women, these young ladies, you know, have the opportunity to try to heal, to seek the help that they can, because that takes a mental toll on yeah. you. It takes a this toll on things that happen in your life. So I really, I, I really do want to bring attention to that, and, and I hope that you know individuals um, or that they are put in situations where they can be helped in that fashion. Um, that they can get the help that they need and, and support that they need because that is that is I know everyone is like put him under jail or kick his ass and all that type of stuff, and which which is very well true. But let's not forget about the victims. Now, let's not yeah. put so much attention on him and forget about the victims because they are the ones ultimately that paid a much much larger price than, than he has. Yeah, like watching them young women to they're women now, but you yeah. know just like the the despondent looks on their faces of like. I couldn't imagine like this. This is it's it's sickening, man. So I don't yeah. want to take too much more time with this. Cause we don't, you know. But you know, like I said, man, pray for these victims. You know that they they like you said to get the true healing that they need mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually. Because the fact of you learning, you you thinking an older man loves you, but he's really like just basically using you as a sex tool and you know, making you have sex with under another underage girl and like you, I mean, what, I mean, how does that mess with a person's mind? And then, you know, I'm not, but I don't know, man, it's just it's seeing that, man, I'm glad we were able to have this conversation because it's good to talk about cancel culture and all this thing because, you know, the internet lacks nuance, but yeah, yeah, I feel like, you know, comfortable talking in front of our peoples because I can tell people listen to our podcast, our peoples, ain't, ain't no fans, that's corny to me. It's like our peoples. Right. And knowing they're like, hey, you know, we were huge R. Kelly fans, you know. Hell, I ain't gonna lie, I bought Chocolate Factory when it came out, and I thought the yeah. shit was incredible. But yeah, you know, I, I actually bought. I, I was gonna say, they did, sh- shamefully, I bought Chocolate Factory twice because yeah. <laughs> one one got scratched to to the point I was like, nah, I need this, so I went, yeah. I went and got it again, man. So yeah, yeah. it's just it's, it's, it's maturation of both of us as, as, as you know, from from boys to men as well. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Amen. Definitely, definitely a, 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 a unfortunate and, and nasty situation on many fronts. So let's let's change it. Let's change it up, bro. So, man, did you see Big Draco, Soldier Boy, interview on the Breakfast Club? I have not, man. Bro, you met, man. Not. You are missing out, <laughs> bro. Hey, man. You know, and the one thing before I get into it, the dude is not dumb, not at all. He's very smart. Like the stuff he was saying was just like, hey, about the internet, and I'm like one of the first internet stars, and. Like how you like now he said he got his new kid on his album had like seventy million views on YouTube and he asked around the room he's like I don't listen to it but he did said my son heard him he's like I put young cats on so I listen to that but bruh number one I know he's been wearing that Gucci headband all around New York City and so <laughs> I know that I know that headband has been you know has been expanded and I know that mug smells horrible that's number one. Yeah. I, was say, I seen. I saw the. I saw the meme, and people were talking about uh, the ten year, the ten year uh, Soldier Boy headband challenge, and they yeah. showed it for. I think he had it on. Literally, like it was a, a shot from some other time that he had it on, and they showed it now, and and that bad boy has evolved. Yeah. <laughs> the, el- the elasticity uh, definitely 
Stretched out. Hey man, that look like that shit head man so thick. That look like something you wear when you sparring and boxing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, man. <laughs> hey man, but so let's get on to that, man. So he started talking about like you know, like he's he's kind of the biggest comeback of 2018 was him. And you know, they were like Tiger. He was like, Tiger, the one that got his bitch took and let Travis Scott yeah. nut in. I thought, oh damn, now big Draco. Hey man, and he just and he talked about all these these things and he started he basically was calling him out about his life. He's like, Man, you said you got four hundred mil, but really was like this amount. He said, Mills is Mills. And he's like, No, 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 Mills ain't Mills. And it just you could tell, man, it's sad like him and Bow Wow, they just they become stars at young ages, bow wow more than anybody in, in hip hop. And like, you don't know how to function in regular life. Like, you know, I've seen, you know, like Soldier Boys arguing with one of these other little young rappers the other day were arguing on Instagram Live. And he was like, they started talking about they were going to fight. And Soldier Boy started like clapping his hands together, like his knuckles together. And he like took his shirt off and started screaming at the dude. Bro, you 28 years old. Like, yeah, I, I was gonna say yeah, bro. He, 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 calm he, 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 he down. You need to be a goddamn adult. <laughs> hey, man. Now, do I think allegedly? I think he, he got. Do I think he's on something? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, hey, yeah, man. That's 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 that look like somebody said, "Oh, y'all hook him up, get him zooted up, and we're gonna let him go." But on the funny part, he did call DJ Academics a fuck nigga when he was on that oh, damn nice. show. He was like, he, Academics was like, it's called hip hop. He said, fuck nigga, I know what it's called hip hop. Anyway, back what I was saying. Wow. <laughs> hey, man, that's that warms my soul when somebody gets called a fuck nigga and it go right back to normal conversation. I'm gonna have to check. I, I, I'm definitely gonna probably end up checking it out today. Because like I said, I've been, I've been meaning to check it out. I know you and I talked about it a couple of times. I talked about it with a couple other folks, but I need to just actually go ahead and sit down and check this damn thing yeah, out because it sounds ill as hell. Uh, you I keep, I keep seeing, I keep hearing the sound bite and 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 uh, the memes and all that and different stuff uh, with him going Drake, Drake. Yeah, I know. Yeah, he <laughs> was. He was like, he stole my whole flow, and then you know, like, but they they ran it back. He, I guess they kissed me through the phone. What's happening? And Drake kind of stole the same flow when he on his first song. So, uh, you know, it's it's crazy. But, I mean, uh, how, how how do you have this this like this data in your head where it's like, oh yeah, this nigga, this this nigga, this dude stole my flow on this song. Oh well, well he, I mean, he didn't well, change up his he changed up his cadence to be like me. Well, well, well he's just changing the cadence in general. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, if somebody was that, and then they kind of after you do it the first time and kind of do the same. That's like that's like somebody calling themselves the grown man ish instead of ish podcast you bite it you bite it i mean you know not, the, not, not going from mcdonald's to mcdowell's yeah the big mick <laughs> you know what i'm saying you know we don't use a sesame seed bun <laughs> they have the golden have seed. what is that what do they say they have the golden arches i have the golden arcs <laughs> yeah <laughs> so yeah man you know but i mean i think you know that, i mean that happens you know people they borrow stuff but it's just, it was just funny how he said how he said that, man. But you know, Drake. Yeah. Drake. <laughs> hey, man. But it was, that was I needed that laugh, bro. I, I sit back and watched it at work, dog. I died laughing. I'm up in this smiling, you know. First being an HNIC at work. Pretty much, pretty much. <laughs> but man, but yeah, check out Big Draco's interview, man. So when we get back, we'll come back and I ask your thoughts about it, dog. And you gonna definitely listen laughs on it. So yeah, hey, man. So what you kind what you what you listening to now? Like not now, we doing the show. What you listening to though? 
Um, musically, I, I, I still, <laughs> I know I said this on the last episode, but I've still been on that yellow beezy when it comes to rap. Um, <laughs> for whatever reason, man, that, that bad boy just bangs to me, man. Like, I, I, it just is what it is. That, that yellow beezy, I've been listening to them little crit drops or to the big crit drops um, here and there. Um, R&B wise, though, I've been all over the place, man. I, I have taken it back to some Maxwell. You mentioned Maxwell earlier, but I have taken it back to some Maxwell. Um, I've actually been bumping Maxwell a lot, honestly. Um, uh, I've been listening to some Brian McKnight. Um, hold on, hold on, hold on. Brian McKnight, like freaky Brian McKnight, or Brian McKnight that was singing like you know the like the normal song. You know, Brian McKnight got off the chain. Was talking about let me see how your pussy works and all that type. Nah, of stuff. nah, oh, nah not 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 that Brian McKnight. Oh, okay, the, the, the real Brian McKnight. Okay, <laughs> yeah, I've been listening to that. Um, I have taken it back to. Uh, I'm taking it back to, to to the internet. I've been listening to the internet a little bit more here lately. Um, but then I started listening to somebody else put me on. Um, to Dear Silas, um, he's got a he's got a um, album. It's called oh, something Cherry Blossoms. Um, I gotta look at the last Cherry Blossom. Um, so I've been listening to that. And he he's actually pretty dope, man. Um, pretty pretty dope little sound. I mean, he's got some up tempo stuff, and um, it's kind of like a it's like a neo trap neo soul. You know what I mean? Like there's a little bit of little bit of trap to it, but he's got like a, he's got like a smooth little vibe though. So I've been listening to that from the R&B tip, but it's really been just like a lot of, a lot of uh, late mid to late nineties, early two thousands. Actually, not even the early two thousands, mid to late nineties R&B is what I've been listening to. Like I said, I took it back to Maxwell and Brian McKnight. I listened to some Levert. Um, so yeah, 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 yeah. Just let just let y'all know a little, little shiny and that you know I I am damn above thirty. I listen to some real damn music out there. Yeah, I'm a playlist type person. I, I make these playlists and put wherever my mood. So sometime on my way to work, it could be gospel. Sometimes it could be rap. Like I was listening to a whole playlist at work yesterday. I mean, I bumped that big crit. I like uh, I like her. Uh, it's just yeah. to me, it's not a lot of R and B like true R and B. I really really like because it's like they ain't, everybody singing the same tone and the same note. Like I like the internet. Yeah. It's just whatever mood I'm in, I, that's just kind of how the music goes. So if I'm in a, like, all right, let me ride out to something like this. Yeah. You know, I, def- I definitely do the same thing, too. I go through through rap, through to R&B, to gospel, to some 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 pop, to some, you know, all kinds of stuff, man. Because, like I said, I got I got some damn Kings of Leon on myself. I got some Panic at the Disco. So, I mean, I listen, I listen to all kinds of stuff. Man. So it definitely is just kind of like how what type of vibe I'm in. Yeah, man. So that's really, for me, man, it's just kind of – how uh just whatever mood i'm in that's what the music goes to man so uh yeah man so let me ask you one more question we're gonna we're gonna fold to something on up if you're in a bad mood man give me one give one song to put that put a smile on your face just one song yeah this them this first i'm just you know uh, first if i'm if i'm feeling down or bad or just kind of like i'm in a i'm in a state where you know i just like damn i can't win or you know everything's fucked up or whatever um i listen to john p key yeah. Um, and it's specifically a song called Greater. Some greater is he that is in me. Yeah. Um, like that song will will make me, it, it will change my mood. It will make me um, kind of, it will uplift me. It will kind of open my eyes and kind of bring me out of, excuse me, um, just what, what I've been in. You know what I mean? And so if I had to say a song, that I, that is my go-to song. So uh, John P. Key, great, a song called Greater. 
Yeah, for me, it's a song by Daryl Cole. It's another, it's a gospel song. I think he's nice. I think it's he's called He's Right On Time. And it's like, if I'm like having a bad day, like, you know, I can listen to that. And it's a couple other songs that I'll listen to, man. And I'm, you know, singing and all that type of stuff. And I'm like, it'll put me in a good mood. Now, if it's like, now, if it's something like I'm in like a mood, like I'm kind of smirking because I'm irritated, I'll throw on some there return to the Mac on in a minute. And then I'll just be feeling oh, like, shit. <laughs> shit. Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> There it is, there it is, Mac. Oh no! <laughs> hey, you remember I showed you that picture of my uncle who had that Return of the Mac leather jacket on? <laughs> <With a> yeah. Some real life shit, bro. Oh man! Damn. I really want to ask him where he got that jacket from, but Uncle did some time in the clink, and I think he, I think he put them hands on me. I don't know if I, I think he might overwhelm me, and I might be like, "Man, quit playing!" <laughs> but uh, I, really I quit! I quit! I quit! Shout out to the dude at LN who put me on the fight too. But uh, <laughs> hey, man, like I definitely, uh, I, de- I definitely, man, well, that's a couple things I would put on, man, but. But yeah, man. Hey, Bowtie, brother. Hey, go ahead, wrap us up and give us a positive thought, my man. All right. So, uh, per per usual, the the, the positive vibes from Bowtie Fresh this week. So, nice little quote. When you when you're in a dark place, you sometimes tend to think that you've been buried. Perhaps you've been planted. Bloom. So it's one of those things where it, maybe you, like I said, you may think the chips are down, or you know, you're just you're buried under so much, you know, stress or weight or anything like that. And it's really putting you in a, in a position for you to rise up and to bloom out of it. So um, do your best to, to take it, uh, you know, take things as they come and, and turn them around and, and, and turn your, you know, turn what you think may be a, you know, a, a not blessing or a setback, uh, turn it into something great for yourself. Yeah, no doubt, man. So just appreciate everybody for rocking with us, man. You know, keep us, you know, lifted up in prayer. We'll keep you prayer lifted up in prayer. Not to get all serious, but you know, we'll be doing some traveling. So uh and then sickness is a mother, man. So make sure you man, you love your family, love your people, man. Don't ever let that bull stuff get you away from like, you know, stop messing with your family and your friends, man. Don't let the small stuff get to you. Man, we yep. appreciate y'all for rocking with us, man. We will be back next week when I get back into town. I'm sure I will have some ill funeral stories because nothing I like more than funeral fashion. The last funeral I, <laughs> I seen, I went to my cousin's funeral. Shout out to my cousin. I came and one of the dudes had on, was vaping with a daggone do-rag with the cape out while we were while, while, while we were being uh, pallbearers. So uh, shout out to them. And uh, you know what I'm saying? We'll catch y'all, catch y'all next week, man. People, all the new listeners, our old listeners, people who might listen every now and for rocking with us you know we definitely gonna have more shows in in 2019 than we did 2018 so appreciate y'all we'll holla at y'all later we out peace love